What's going on, guys? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. I hope you guys are doing awesome. All right, so um, there are many skill sets in this life that uh, that I feel are, in particularly, that's not even proper grammar, but in particularly, amazing. Um, <laughs> The ones that stand out to me, actually, let's just talk about one. There's one that stands out to me kind of above the rest that has served me extremely well in my life, Um, and that is marketing. The skill of marketing. It is one of the most sought-after and in-demand skills in the world, especially if you actually know how to do it. <laughs> there's there's plenty of people that, that say they know how, but they really don't. Um, and, and unfortunately, the, the only real way to, to learn how to master it is to test things. Like, you can take as many marketing courses as you want, but ultimately, you kind of have to sort out through trial and error, what what to use and what serves you versus what doesn't serve you. Um, and the hardest part about marketing is that oftentimes it, it shifts and pivots uh, depending on the world, depending on hot topics in the world, depending on, uh, you know, certain industries at certain times. There's quite a bit of um, volatility when it comes to marketing, which is why hiring an age, a marketing agency is one of the hardest things that a company does because, they, first off, they're not focused. You know, a marketing agency tends to have more than one client. And uh, therefore, if you are in the testing phase of marketing, you need extra attention. And sometimes an agency won't give that to you unless they explicitly say they will give that to you. That's good, Right. Um, but most of the time, they, they don't. Um, which is why bigger companies, you know, they do their own in, in-house in-house marketing team. Um, which is great. It's great. Um, sorry, I just had an idea about that that I'm writing down real quick. Uh, in my little notepad thing here, quick. I da, 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 da. okay. Da. I'm safe. Everything's good. So anyway, um, so I want to talk about marketing. What? Is, how do you? How do you do well with marketing? Is there is there a way for marketing to be kind of a a systemized or a processed out thing? Yes, yes, there are. There are several ways. One thing to keep in mind is because everyone, everyone in marketing, son of a monkey, I'm getting a text now. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, okay. Um, one of the things in marketing that people don't understand outright because it, everyone wants leads. They're like, I want leads or I want calendar appointments. Yes, yes, yes. The problem is that they're, the way that they go about it is there, it's like their primary and sole focus 
is how do I get an ad to run where somebody comes in, they give me their name, email, and phone number, and then afterwards um, they sign up on my calendar. And, like, it's it's like, you know, all of them, all the clickers opt in and all the opt-ins sign up on the calendar. That's a pipe dream. It's a pipe dream. Now, can that be a thing and a percentage of people sign up and a percentage of people get on the calendar? Yeah. And can you optimize that percentage to maximize, you know, calendar spots? Yeah. But is that really the most sustainable way of building a business? No. Why is that? Because ads themselves are very volatile. Unless unless you do ads like me, (laughs) my ads uh, last for years. No joke. We we helped one guy, um, really great guy. He uh, he's been running the same ad that we wrote for him for three years, and like within a couple of months, he tripled his income. No joke. Not even I'm not even exaggerating that. Um, we have his testimonial on file. Um, our ad, the ad we're running right now, I have not updated in like a year, and it's still running very very strongly. Now I do I do tweak and change the picture that goes with the ads, and I think that's important. But at the end of the day, what if and this actually happened to us last year? What if Facebook just stops working? You know, if you're running a Facebook ad, what if Facebook goes down for a week, right, or goes out of business, right? Like these things could potentially happen. So you don't want to rely only and solely on one one ad platform. Um, the the only thing that you own as a business in terms of marketing is your list of contacts. Most people refer to it as your email list. I say list of contacts because I don't want just emails. I want emails and phone numbers and um I don't think I think that's very reasonable request. Email, phone number, and name, of course. Um, so, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know why I'm yawning. So anyway, um, what was I saying? <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying. Sorry, traffic is getting a little weird, so I'm just kind of focusing there. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm actually driving by my the house I used to live in. I'm, like, driving by that area right now, which is kind of cool. Um, aha, I graduated from this place. <laughs> Good stuff. Anyway, um, the real fortune is in the follow-up. This is what they say. Fortune is in the follow-up. That is the most true rule number one statement in marketing. The fortune is not in the ads. The fortune is not necessarily in the copy. The fortune is not in the design or the funnel. The fortune is in the follow-up. Even an imperfect follow-up system will drastically increase results um, compared to someone that just runs ads and then they have, like, one little follow-up sequence after the ads. Like, that is not enough. That is not even close to enough and it's okay to admit that. Okay, so like that's that's kind of where my mind goes. Um, 
fortunes and the follow-up. So then what you have to do is you have to think, okay, how can I follow up with people effectively? Um, now, I say all of that, and that is all true. There is one really key part to the ad that is more important than the amount of leads that you get. It's actually the quality of leads that you get. See, the thing is, if you have an email list of, of emails, obviously, um, that uh, that are all not qualified for what you are offering, okay, then it doesn't matter how much follow-up you do, they're not going to become a customer, right? So the most important part of the ad is not get as cheap a leads as you can and to get as many leads as you can. The most important thing is to get the quality leads, the ones that can afford your program, that are looking for your program, that are desiring it, that want to get away from their pain, right? That, if you can filter and have an outstanding lead, this is why my ads do so well, because I filter like crazy. And, and not not just me anymore, right? This is why my team's ads do so well. Um, you filter. Because if you now have an email list of 10,000 people over time, I'll tell you what, our email list is now at 8,000. We're at about 8,000 people on our list. Um, We started out with 3,000 at the beginning of 2022. So, yeah, 2022, we started with 3,000, and now we're at 8,000. So we've we've increased our list by 5,000 over the last couple years, and some of that was, like, a lot like fast and some of it was slower so most of that has come from the last this year the last like six months or so um anyway so the but the thing is is our lead quality has to be high because our follow-up system is the number one thing that gets people on our calendar and gets the conversations flowing fortunes and the follow-up so you qualify with your ads and there's ways to do that. And then you follow up like a madman. If you are following up too much, do you know what's going to happen? They're going to unsubscribe from your list. <laughs> the end. Who cares? Let them unsubscribe. That's totally acceptable. They, if they're not interested, that's okay. I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to people that are interested. People get so afraid of unsubscribes. We're, we embrace it. We're like, yeah, psh- Look, if you're if you're here, let's talk trading. If you don't want to trade, you can go away. Go find a different opportunity that'll fit you better. Right? That's that's our philosophy behind it. So we make it very easy for people to unsubscribe. Um, and all it does is it filters our list further and further and further, so that we're only sending out because every email and text message you send out it costs money. So we're only sending out emails and text messages to people who are actually interested. The unsubscribes can go away, and we don't have to waste money on, on sending them new stuff, right? So that's kind of the the point. I'm just, I don't know. I wanted to hop on here today and just kind of give you guys an overview of, of marketing. And that's probably, at a high level, the most important pieces of the equation. If you are involved in marketing, if you just implement those two things, filtered leads and follow-up systems, holy freaking smokes. You're not going to see a, a result immediately. But if you give it two to four weeks, you'll start to see the results come in. That's all it takes. And then it'll snowball. It'll snowball from there. 
yes, you will lose money at the beginning of a marketing campaign. It is almost inevitable that the first month you're not going to make money. Okay? It's inevitable because you're testing. You're seeing what works and what doesn't work. So now when it comes to the ad, there's three things that make an ad successful. You have to have the right message. You have to be talking to the right audience. And you have to have the right offer for that audience. It's audience, message, offer. Audience, message, offer. As long as those three things are aligned and fitting, holy smokes, holy smokes, you never really have to worry too much about your leads until you run out of audience, (laughs) which has happened to us a few times, where you have to revamp the audience. So I I actually, uh, this year, I had to revamp it twice. And so the second time, what I did, instead of we usually shoot for like a 10 million audience, the last one I made was 20 million, a pool of 20 million people, Oh, with the intent of like let's let's let this last a little bit longer at <laughs> this time, but there's going to be a point in time we're going to have to have like a hundred million dollar audience for our ads to be uh, successful, and even then, we're probably going to want to do a whole lot more creatives to kind of break it up a little bit. And um, anyway, whatever. I'm getting too detailed. The point is, is audience message offer are the three key most key ingredients and, and proponents of the whole thing. There's funnel design, and there's copywriting, and there's all that stuff. And is that stuff important? Absolutely. But if you have the best copywriter, and your audience message and offer are not aligned, it doesn't matter how good the copy is, it's not going to do anything. It literally won't work at all. So that's why I always look at those particular skill sets as, as almost a secondary importance. Still important, but secondary. Audience message offers, number one. Filtered leads, quality leads, number two. Fortune in the follow-up, number three, if I was going in order from front, front to back of a, of a marketing system. Okay, so that's that's kind of how all that works, guys. I don't know if uh, you find that useful, if you find that uh, this kind of a podcast episode is, is helpful. I didn't talk about trading or not a lot about mindset either. It's really, I uh, just wanted to let you know, if you're into marketing or if you've always wanted to be, or if in the future you plan on starting a business, these are some really, really big tips that can completely transform your your system. Um, I've done this a few times, actually, with the fortune and the follow-up thing. Um, When I was an affiliate marketer, this is why I was the number one affiliate for a company, that I was affiliating with, is, and I was pretty new, too, and I was still killing it, it's because they, they said to have, like, five emails for a lead if the lead, you know, a brand-new lead, they get these five emails, and then hopefully they take action. I uh, decided to also email seven times a week, no joke. Every single day, my leads were getting emails, and uh, lo and behold, I was getting a lot more sales than most people, and I didn't even know what I was doing. And then from there, I eventually figured out what I was doing and what was really, truly working. And I went on this, like, I went on this little spree of, let me just email my list and not run any ads. Let me just do that for a while. That sustained me for months. For months. And that was a tiny list. So then I I started running ads again and started a new company. 
And I, I ignored the follow-up. Isn't that funny? And then eventually, down the road, blah, 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 uh, there was a point in time where I ran emails for other people. Just emails. Just just sending out emails to their list. Holy freaking smokes, you guys. I saw, I was getting people insane results with my emails. And, and it's, I'm not, I sincerely don't view myself as, like, the top copywriter of all time or anything like that. For some strange reason... The way I write my emails are very captivating, and for some strange reason, they do inspire people to take action. And I'm I'm very much okay with it. I don't totally understand it. However, I have structured out how I write my emails, and I made a course about it. It's called Effective Email Copywriting. Very original name. I'm good with original names, kind of like the Zach Shanky podcast. So, <laughs> Effective Email Copywriting course... I have uh, gifted this to a few people, and um, I, I, my my whole team, I had our whole internal team. That's me, Brian, Travis, James, Janelle, and Aaron. Um, all of them watched this course, and all of them started writing emails in the way that I outlined in this course. And all of them were getting the same results I was getting, very, very good results. And then we narrowed it down to, okay, Aaron is just going to do this by himself every week. And then it was, let me help you by seeing if we can get ChatGPT to write the emails using the same format and same structure. And we kind of figured that out too, which is really exciting because that just cut the time down by like four hours a week. Saved us a ton of time. Um, but that's that's all fortunes in the follow-up, fortunes in the follow-up. We even have some other cool tricks and tips tips and tricks in there. For example, when you set up an automated email sequence, if somebody doesn't open the first email or one of the emails, it doesn't matter if it's the first, second, third, whatever. We do five emails a week right now, by the way. So if somebody doesn't open email one, they actually get email one again the next day, but with a different subject line. (laughs) We want to make sure they get our content. So our five emails is ultimately ten emails, depending on how many of them they open. So if they open number one, they don't take action, they get email number two, and then if they don't open number two, they get email two again with, with a different subject line, etc. We have this whole branched out automation thing to to make all that work and to make it all happen. It's really funny. I, I think it's pretty sick. And then Brilliant Brian, we'll call him, My business partner, Brian, will say, brilliant Brian. He's like, dude, if we could just make the email a big text message. Because my emails are long. They are not short. Okay, They are usually pretty long. Maybe maybe like, I don't know, six, seven hundred words or so. He's like, what if if we took the six or seven hundred words and we sent out text messages with all of those same words? Here's the problem with that. Text messages are very, very expensive. Um, so we don't, if you did that, oh, the expense would be huge. And I think you would annoy people because I think the text would be broken up into like five or six texts, like four, at least four or five texts at a time, like in a row. Uh, it would just be a mess. However, Brilliant Brian had another solution, which was, well, can we put a link in a text message that somehow goes to the email. Like maybe we make a web page with the copy of the email on the web page and a button for the call to action, 
And then, uh, ta-da, now, now through text, we're still giving them the email content. And so the only thing I added to that was, in addition to that link, we put a little hook. So it's like a little text hook with a link to get to all the details. They click the link. They go to this web page that's literally the same copy as the email. And uh, it's got a button on the bottom. It usually has, like, a video on the top. And they can watch the video and all sorts of good stuff. It's it's really amazing. And it has turned out to be the most effective follow-up system we've we've ever developed. It's just straight up the best. There's nothing better that I've ever experienced or seen in my life. And um, it's just outstanding, guys. Um, so outstanding. You know, you're supposed to be making, it's like, 10% of your email list per month is what the, the industry standards are. So if you have an email list of 10,000 people, you're probably making $1,000 a month off of your email list. If you have an email list of 1,000 people, you're probably making $100 a month off of that email list. Um, we have a list of 8,000 people, guys, and every, pretty much every month we're hitting over six figures a month. Now, of course, that's also while bringing in new filtered qualified leads, right? So it's not just the emails. But 80% of our conversations are coming from those email follow-ups, which means only 20% directly from the ads are in our calendar. 80% have been sitting in our email list for who knows how long, and we finally touched on a subject that caught their eye. Isn't that sick? Oh, I just love it. I love that kind of stuff. That's why I said fortunes in the follow-up. It's insane. So instead of taking 10% of our email list and making about 10% a month, we're we're doing 10x plus <laughs> from our email list. It's just insane. It's insane. Um, and and again, this is not to brag. This is I'm literally I'm giving you the tools, the the keys to the kingdom of marketing. For any of you that run agencies or do affiliate marketing work or anything like that, I used to I used to always want to do like affiliate marketing with ClickBank, where I would just uh, you know run an ad. Uh, I I tried doing this with um, and I do use the word tried there because I failed, but I did this with um, an offer that was for DIY woodworking projects, and so I. Um, I ran an ad for that, and I was getting leads, but I wasn't getting sales. And I was like, dang, man, I don't know what else to do. And then I just kind of gave up on it. You know what I should have done is I should have just kept going and then just bombarded my email list with emails. And, <laughs> like, I bet you over time I would have maybe made that even a profitable venture. That would have been so good. Uh, but not the case this time around, which is fine. It's fine. We'll see what happens in the future. There might be opportunities for things like that in the future. Maybe I'll have, like, a a personal affiliate guy that I train and I pay, and then they run everything for me. That'd be pretty fun. It'd be a fun experiment. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking now. But anyway, guys, it's been over 20 minutes. I hope you learned a lot about marketing. The The skill set is applicable everywhere once you, once you learn it. Um... It's applicable to persuading friends and family to do something that you want them to do, right? Like, it's applicable, obviously, for making money in business. Um, it's just applicable everywhere. It's absolutely amazing. So, anyway, guys, appreciate you all. 
I will talk to you later.